have asked for this radio and television time tonight for the purpose of announcing that we today have concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honor in Vietnam and in Southeast Asia. Two years after President Richard Nixon gave this famous speech, the Viet Cong launched their 1975 Spring Offensive. The campaign was extremely successful. The South Vietnamese forces quickly collapsed, leaving Saigon defenseless. The Viet Cong would then march south, intending on taking the city and finally ending U.S. influence over the region. With the fall of Saigon imminent, the United States military, alongside the South Vietnamese Navy and Air Force, would attempt to evacuate the remaining Americans and at-risk Vietnamese allies from the area. In two days, the U.S. evacuated over 7,000 people by helicopter from rooftops and parking lots across Saigon. Tens of thousands of others fled by boat, creating a makeshift flotilla of refugees. While the evacuation was technically successful, and still is the largest helicopter evacuation in world history, it would also go on to symbolize the futility of the U.S.'s involvement in Vietnam. This is the story of Operation Frequent Wind. I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America. This episode's sources include the PBS documentary Last Days in Vietnam, the Minnesota Remembers Vietnam Initiative, and Last Men Out by Bob Drury and Tom Clavin. U.S. combat troops left Vietnam in 1973 after the signing of the Paris Peace Agreement. This treaty ended direct American involvement in what had become over a decade of continuous warfare. But while the fighting had ended for the Americans, the war in Vietnam was not over. Soon, sensing opportunity, the North Vietnamese Communist government re-equipped its army and launched the 1975 Spring Offensive. This ended up being an extremely successful campaign, and the South Vietnamese forces were left devastated and in disarray. The Communist army began to march south towards Saigon. They did not fear U.S. retribution due to the chaos that the Americans were experiencing at home. President Nixon had just resigned the year before in 1974 in the aftermath of the Watergate scandal. The American people had little faith in their own government and were tired of war. The U.S. Congress understood that approving more aid for South Vietnam would be deeply unpopular, and reintroducing American soldiers into the region would be political suicide. As the Viet Cong made their way south, thousands of South Vietnamese refugees began to flee for their lives. The panic has swept from the coastal cities' crowded back streets and pagodas onto runways at the airport. Our plane is surrounded here. I don't know how the hell we're going to get out. We're racing down the runway leaving behind hundreds of thousands of people. Chaos erupted across the country as panic set in amongst the populace. Those who had worked alongside the Americans, or were even associated in any way with the Americans, were killed or taken by the advancing communist forces. In early April of 1975, the new American president, Gerald Ford, announced the first U.S.-led evacuation. Military transports were to evacuate at-risk Vietnamese orphans. This first operation, called Baby Lift, began with tragedy. A military cargo plane landed in Saigon with artillery for the South Vietnamese defenses. It then took on over 200 orphans and 37 female caretakers and began the journey to safety. Not long after takeoff, the plane suffered an explosive decompression in its rear cargo door. The captain lost control of the aircraft and crash-landed in some nearby rice paddies. 
Miraculously, 175 of the 330 aboard survived, albeit many with severe injuries. The CIA believed at the time that the Viet Cong sabotaged the airplane. The Viet Cong also quickly cut the main highways and occupied the rivers, preventing other airplanes from taking off. Saigon became the only safe area for planes to depart from, and the Viet Cong were closing in fast. By April 21st, there were mile-long lines of refugees outside Saigon's main airport. Six days later, on April 27th, enemy rockets hit Saigon for the first time in 10 years. The following destruction killed dozens of people and started a fire that left over 5,000 homeless. As the last airplanes, filled to the brim with refugees as well as American citizens, departed the city, thousands of desperate civilians swarmed the U.S. Embassy hoping for a way out. Alongside the Vietnamese civilians were several hundred American citizens as well as a small contingent of Marines. Although the side gate was the principal place where they came, people holding letters saying, you know, I work for the Americans, please let me in. Journalists were arriving and counting on being recognized to be led in by the Marines. On April 29th, President Ford authorized the final aerial evacuation of Saigon by helicopter, called Operation Frequent Wind. Frequent Wind was a joint operation between the U.S. Air Force, the Marines, and the Navy. The 56th Special Operations Wing and the 40th Aerospace Rescue and Recovery Squadron were deployed to aid the Marines already on the ground. The Navy provided fighters from aircraft carriers to provide air cover for the helicopters and to bomb the anti-aircraft guns that had been set up opposite the city. Despite the thorough planning, the operation had a rough start. Panic-stricken Vietnamese crowded the streets, blocking bus routes to downtown Saigon. Enemy shelling had knocked out the helicopter refueling facility, forcing helicopters to fly all of the way back to the Navy's fleet to refuel. There were many more refugees than expected, and poor weather conditions impacted the communication lines. Over the next two days, 71 American military helicopters would fly 662 missions between Saigon and the 7th Fleet. They extracted more than 7,800 evacuees from all over the city. Several enduring, iconic photographs were taken of helicopters being loaded with refugees on the rooftops of government buildings. When the refugees arrived at the 7th Fleet, they were so great in number that the decks of the aircraft carriers were practically overflowing with people. In an attempt to stay afloat, the U.S. military discarded extra weapons and ammunition off the sides of the ships. When that didn't relieve enough weight, they resorted to pushing the helicopters off of the decks to make room for more evacuees. While the U.S. was attempting the aerial evacuation, tens of thousands of South Vietnamese decided to take their chances on the water. They boarded river junks, canoes, and other small craft and began paddling towards the 7th Fleet. As the operation came to a close and the Navy began to pull away from the bay, the communist flag could be seen flying over the presidential palace. Thousands of South Vietnamese were either denied access to the helicopters or did not arrive in time to be extracted. These civilians would face violent retribution from the Viet Cong in the following days. There was a sea of people wanting to get out by helicopters, but, uh, well, they looked up at the helicopters even and they could see their eyes. Over 400 evacuees were left behind at the embassy, including over 100 South Korean citizens. Despite the huge size of the operation, there were relatively few casualties. Marine Corporals McMahon and Judge, killed in action attempting to evacuate civilians, would become the last U.S. ground casualties in Vietnam. Despite its technical success, the operation came to symbolize the futility of the Vietnam War. 
Photographs from the fall of Saigon were plastered across the front pages of every newspaper in the country. Nixon's peace with honor ended in disaster. Together with the Watergate scandal, the U.S.'s chaotic withdrawal from Vietnam would usher in a new era of cynicism in American politics. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.